How's it going, guys? It's me, Andrew. You're back listening to The Andrew Skyle Show. Today, I have my good friend Haley Kowapish on here, and she'll be talking about advertising and public relations. How's it going, Haley? It's going great, Andrew. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. It's a little cold outside today. We're getting hit by that Midwest storm. Oh, the polar vortex. (laughs) Negative degrees. Um, And so you also have a minor in art and English and an emphasis in Native American studies. Is that correct? Yes, I do. And she is from Detroit, Michigan. The D. (laughs) Um, So let's just get just right into this. All right. What is advertising in public relations? Well, advertising in public relations is basically everything that you see. So commercials, uh, the wrapping on food, billboards, the way that people perceive a brand, social media, basically anything to sell you a product or a act that someone will do for you. So that's basically advertising. The PR is basically like keeping a brand where you want it to be and organizing someone's image kind of, upholding an image, handling crisis and whatnot. So the advertising, every business obviously needs some type of advertising where you'll be taught different ways that work, maybe different ways that don't work for advertising. Yes, advertising is very distinctive on the demographic that you are targeting for your audience. So say Cabela's is targeting older males, like 50 to 70 that are very outdoorsy. Well, Lululemon is targeting like 25 to 40-year-old women that are wealthier. So it's very distinctive. And my guess is you guys kind of just, they do that by just questioning people, surveys, stuff like that to figure out who, who is buying their brand, and then they use that to advertise more. Yes, there is a lot of research that actually goes in to figuring out the demographics that you will be advertising to and the new demographics that you want to reach with a brand that you are working for. And so advertising and public relations, we short we call it ad PR. Mm-hmm. That is through the journalism college on yes, campus. Yes, the J School right here where we are sitting. Yep, which I am also part of. <laughs> um, and so going along with that, how did you get involved with ADPR? How did you hear about ADPR? Honestly, it was kind of random. I started school as a biology major. Nothing related to that whatsoever anymore. And then I moved to marketing because I'm a very social person. I like interacting with people a lot, and I'm creative in a sense, uh, hence the art minor, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was just looking at what other school, like what other things were closely related to marketing that were more creative, found advertising, and I just kind of fell right into it. Yeah, that's kind of how I was. I was actually also business and Oh. Um, didn't work out for everybody. It does not work out for <laughs> this, this is where you end up if you don't make it in the business world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you end up in journalism. Um, and so with that, <laughs> what are some of the classes that you've taken through the journalism school, ad PR-wise? For ad PR, well, obviously, um, introduction to advertising public relations, which is like the first class that you take that you kind of get the gist of everything that you need to learn about in ad PR. And then a few other classes that I took were like creative concepts, which where you go to the class and you actually do a lot of creative work. You draw the storyboards for commercials. You come up with social media content calendars. You do actual public relations, like printout work where you'd handle a crisis. That was, that was a fun class, actually. 
I took, um, oh, one of the worst classes that you have to take, mass media law. Oh, we, we have talked about it on the oh. show before. Oh, God. You're also not a fan? No. How could you be a fan of that class? First of all, I get that we need to learn the law. Like, you can't go and not do something. Mm-hmm. You can't do something illegal, obviously, and you need to learn it. But I don't think it needs to be as hard as it was. Like, tell me a day that you weren't super stressed going to that class. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had at 8 a.m. as well, so oh, it was yeah. pretty brutal. Right. I I thought there was a lot of cases involved in so it. That I think that what they could have done with that class to make it a little better is maybe do it by major. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you could split it up and have, well, advertising PR – these are some cases where are more related you could, you to could you. learn. Because yeah. Yeah. I remember we were taking it and the broadcasting cases, obviously, like we need to learn that. Yeah. Um, but you don't need to learn like the PR and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. maybe I should learn some PR, I guess. But at the same time, I, I just, I thought that it was kind of taught differently, but I do mm-hmm. understand why they have it. Yeah. I understand why they have it, but like, and I guess now sitting back looking at it now that I'm done with the class and, you know, got a pretty good grade in it because <laughs> I worked my butt off. But looking back now, I'm like, I get why they, like, made it seem like you had to work super, super hard for the class because it's so important, you know. And most kids would just slack off if it was just like any other, like... Auditorium-type class. Yeah, basically. So it makes sense why they, like, put so much pressure on you. Well, it's but, a serious thing. Yeah, it is a serious thing. No one wants to go out and get arrested for doing something stupid. So did you also have to take mass media ethics? Yes, I actually really liked that class. I thought it was a good class I thought well. it was fun. I, actually, the book that we had to read in it, Outliers, mm-hmm. uh, he's my favorite author now, Malcolm Gladwell. I'm obsessed. I've bought every single one of his books, and I read them all. Wow. Yeah, so I love the way he writes. It's super informative, but like he connects everything with stories, and it makes you really think about how you get to a certain place and like it's not i i look at things as not just like on a whim it's not fate it's like you choose this and like there's a reason you were here because you were born at this time you these were the parents you were born into this is the opportunities you had and there's a reason you're there like it's very exciting wow yeah <laughs> uh so as you can as the listeners can see that there is some overlap in the journalism school mm. with different majors between broadcasting reporting uh ad pr yeah. Which I think is very helpful, but we kind of talked about how it's sometimes it's, it, could, it could focus more back to. Yeah, it could be more in depth, I would say, but definitely because our school's not very big, which is another great thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I like having such a close knit, like, J school. Like, everyone knows each other. It's, you can, like, you feel comfortable. It's a beautiful little, like, building we have here, too. So I feel like once we get larger, then they'll start separating it. But right now, like, this is the best they can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So with advertising your classes, how were how those really set up? Like, what, what was class like? Would, would you guys just kind of maybe pull up an example on YouTube of, say, the new Gillette commercial? Yes. We would look at a lot. Depending on the class, we'd look at a lot of commercials. But the majority, well, beginning classes were obviously larger than as you get more specific with your major and everything you get the smaller classes yeah, you know yeah. mm-hmm. so like uh ad pr the intro to ad pr was a huge lecture hall and it just kind of went over the basis of everything and you watched lots of commercials you watched how some people would handle um big dilemmas that came up like the airplane thing that happened what was was it spirit or something where like some passenger got pulled off the oh that plane. was Delta. Delta. No, it wasn't Delta. I fly Delta. I <laughs> Delta's good. <laughs> Delta's no, fine. It was, no, it was like, 
I, I know what you're talking about yeah. though. They, they got they got pulled off the plane, and there was a huge backlash on the internet. Yeah, and like their PR people didn't hand, handle it well, and it was just this huge ordeal. And we watched all that stuff on that. So like, you, it is a lot. I think advertising is cool because we don't look back in history a lot because we're still pretty we're pretty new with everything, you know. Yeah. Like everything's new. We're moving towards like the digital age. We're yeah, because the there's age. a huge shift. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean the whole we. I talked about this a few times, but the whole journalism college is having to adapt. Yeah, exactly. We change with how everything changes every day. Like, it used to be all print and, like, billboards, and now it's all digital. It's videos. It's graphics. It's all this stuff, and we have to adapt with time easily. Yeah, so. and, and you're seeing the billboards. Those have even changed. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, the ones that change. Oh, yeah, the digital billboards and everything, and then the ones that actually just have the picture print on it, and they just, like, flip over yeah. with it. Those yeah. are pretty cool. <laughs> So with advertising, how how did you how did you land there? How did I land there? Yeah, but I mean, because obviously you switched majors. And Help from my mom. That's how I landed there. <laughs> is she ever, is she at PR? No, um, my mom works for a college over in Michigan, and she she was a guidance counselor for a while, and she's been a teacher. She's really been everywhere, and she just helps kids find the path to go down. And she knew I wanted to try all these other things, and then. She felt that ad PR was like a perfect fit for me with like my creative side and I the positions that I'm looking for once I graduate in May are more like account executives and account managers where I'll be managing people because I am creative but I didn't get the super cool skills to be a graphic designer or anything. Mm -hmm. So I still want to be on the creative side where coming up with ideas and like doing it but I can't implement it, you know. Yeah, I so. feel it. I, I have definitely noticed a lot with the J school kids that there is a very creative side to them, mm -hmm. and I know you have the minor in art, and so that's probably why you probably land more on the ad PR side. Yeah, and graphic design is very challenging. It's so hard. Did you have to? Have, did you have to take any of those classes? No, but the, I had an idea for if I don't get a job right out of college because I don't have one yet or mm -hmm. anything lined up. But I, you know, I'm looking. I'm actively applying, and if I don't get a job right out of college, my mom gets free tuition at her college, so. If I go home for a couple months, I could take a bunch of graphic design classes and get that skill because it could help me a lot. Like, that's a huge skill to have, especially if I already have a degree in advertising and then I have these graphic design skills behind it and I can do some of my own work and not hire out a lot would be huge to yeah, get a job. that would be big. Um, with your advertising um, classes, how, how did you like how they were structured? Yes, I like, I really liked how they structured, like I said, it's smaller schools, so you all have a personal relationship with your professor as you get into like your junior year and your senior year, even later in your sophomore year, and they, you actually do a lot of work with journal, like with uh, advertising and public relations, yeah. you know, like I actually had to create projects, I had to do a full campaign actually my sophomore year, or was it the beginning of my junior year? It was one of those. Sometime. Yeah, it was 281, I believe, and I had to do a full campaign. I had to do the briefing and create everything and have a whole presentation at the end, which was really cool because you actually do it, you know, a mm -hmm. lot of the time. I think people don't get to do the things that they're actually doing until they get out in the world and they then they learn everything again, you know? Yeah, I feel like I always see a bunch of stuff by the advertising kids that different projects they're doing mm -hmm. where they're – like I saw one the other day where – they had to design something for a Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. And I see that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So let's kind of talk a little bit more about your art minor. Um, it's not 
a very popular miner. Yeah. I, I think it's there's <laughs> not that many people that have it. No. So where where do you go for classes for that? We go to Richards Hall, actually, over by the stadium. Oh, okay. Really the the nice old building. brick one. Yeah, the old pretty brick one. Yep, exactly. Um, kind of how I got into art, um, I was actually really lucky. I went to a super artsy high school, and I took a few art classes because we were required to my freshman year of high school, and I started to really get into ceramics, which is, you know, wheel throwing, playing with clay, getting dirty. Pottery and stuff. Pottery, yes, <laughs> exactly. And my teacher in high school became one of my best mentors and closest friends, and him and I are still very close today. Like, I go see him every time I come back. We share things on Facebook all the time. He really opened me up to the art community and helped me flourish, you know. And if I could, I would obviously major in art, but no one's going to make money in that, let's be it's, honest. It's a tough major. It is. It is. And it's expensive and does not promise you a job when you come out like advertising will right now. <laughs> yeah. That is, advertising definitely because everyone needs to advertise. Mm-hmm. Advertising has gotten huge, too, over the past couple of years. With They all need these social media coordinators because that's where it's going. Web, social media, like TV, like Netflix, all that stuff. Like That is huge now. Oh, I didn't even think about social media. Mm-hmm. So they have, like, people run Twitters and, like, companies, stuff like that? They literally hire one person to all they do is run Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like, uh, on what, TikToks now, uh, Snapchat. <laughs> TikTok. Dude, people do that. Like, there's, like, ads and stuff. Like, literally anything. Huh. Yeah. I did not know. I didn't. I guess I just never, I never knew that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if every day you're on your social media you see ads every day and people create those and there's a reason they're popping up on your page because of your interests what yeah. age you are and Facebook's all that like stuff. selling what i'm looking at every um, social media page is selling what you're looking <laughs> at like people think that's like so it's so bad but really when you look at it it's, everything's recorded when you use the internet it's an advertiser's dream <laughs> yeah true true they make it a little easier but you know every when you do it every every day you go on the internet it's recorded. People sit here and think like, oh my God, my privacy is being removed. I'm like, you chose to go on the internet. That is like, true. You, you could have not gone on. Yeah. Like you can choose to live off the grid. You chose to go on the internet. You chose to put your name down. You chose to put all your information in. Like, of course it's going to be recorded. It doesn't just get deleted. Like mm-hmm. you may think it's deleted, but it's out there somewhere. Same with Snapchat. All right. Careful you, what you, you, you said. Won, you won me over in that <laughs> argument. <laughs> with the social media people, I'm just kind of, just kind of thinking about this right mm-hmm. now. How, how, do you know how you would go about that? What do you mean? Becoming like a social media manager or? Becoming or just say you are that person. So Cho- I. Choosing what to. What to post. Tweet and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I've actually run a th- few social media pages and currently I am running Hearts Donut Lincoln social media page. Go follow here, guys. I'm going to give you <laughs> the. Uh, Her- is Hertz it? is a, while you look for that. A I'll, donut place. Hertz is a donut place in Lincoln. They have ex- extravagant extravagant donuts, very extra, very extra. So um, our Instagram page is Hertz Donut LNK, all lowercase, no space. Follow us. And this is for educational purposes, so that is <laughs> that is allowed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so my page, it's mostly updates with. Like deals that are going on and pictures of our donuts, pictures of our menu, like fun little graphics that people will create like this, you know. Oh, yeah. Just people hanging out, <laughs> dancing with donuts. Dancing with donuts, right? So really like 
recently, like, we just closed down today, actually, because of this terrible weather that we have, negative 20. Thank you very much. Um, we closed down our shop today because the weather is just so bad. You have to get out and walk to our shop because we're in the Grand Mans. Um, so I had to post a public service announcement with, like, a picture of our donut, emergency donut vehicle. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. the, the ambulance fun. you guys the, have The way ambulance, yeah. <laughs> um, so we, like, I posted a picture of that in the snow, and I just said that we were going to be closed from such and such time because of the weather and everything. So just updates kind of for that. Um, I also ran a social media account for a state park. In Michigan or in Nebraska? In uh, Michigan, actually. So it was for Brighton Brighton State Park, I believe is what it was. And I went around and posted the events that we would have um, at our park those days. Like we'd have 5Ks occasionally. We would have big picnics. We would have like there was a Veterans Day picnic. We had a powwow one day. So I'd post pictures about that and just how pretty our park was all the time to try to get like younger people to come to the parks more, you know? Yeah, and, and would you guys interact with people on these? If people were, like, ask a question? Well, yeah, if pe- yeah, definitely. People DM me all the time, so I would answer back to them. I'm, like, their first contact, kind of. You I, know? I feel like social media is, for companies at this point is kind of changing where you, you don't have to do that 1-800 call number. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can just reach out to someone that's – uh, I guess maybe for like smaller businesses. Yeah, it's kind of it's more of a casual way to interact with your customers. You know, it makes us seem more human. Mm-hmm. Is kind of how I look at social media. So like, if someone were to DM me about the state park and be like, "Oh, what are the dates for this?" I just DM them back really quick and say, "Thanks, have a great day." You oh know? yeah, it's a quick answer probably. Yeah, within, within an hour. Yeah, I but think. I mean, if there is like a problem or something and they feel like they need to like call us and they try to reach out out on a Ah, sorry, out to us on there. They, I'll like redirect them and be like, here, give us a call here. We'll try to help you as best we can because there's yeah. only so much you can do on social I, I've media. Seen, I've seen that on, on like Facebook. Um, if there's like a, someone's selling like a product or whatever. And then someone freaks out on the yeah, thing. So, someone's like, I didn't get my product in like, I'm so mad like at five you. weeks. No, no, and like, then they'll, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we'll help you, I swear. So did you, did you learn any like skills or stuff like that in class? Uh, yeah, I took to a PR class a couple years ago, and they actually helped. There was like we did a whole section on crisis management, and it was about how to be calm and how to respond to them. And remember, the customer's always right. Do not yell at the customer. Yeah, you I've know? taught that. Yeah, basically. So. All right, I like that. Yeah, good skills. Good skills to learn. You learn something new every day. I try. <laughs> so, with your art minor. Yes. Are you so with Art Myers? Is is there like a focus on ceramics, or is there you kind of do everything? It depends on what you're looking for. My focus is on ceramics, just because I've been involved with it for so many years prior, and I wanted to continue with it. Actually, UNL has one of the best ceramics programs in the nation for grad students. We have some of like the best sculptors and glaze makers here on campus with us every day, which I thought was the coolest thing. That was a huge reason I actually came to Nebraska is because of the ceramics program they have. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Most people don't. It's not something you really hear. Yeah. I, but. And what what are the classes? I mean, I would think classes would kind of just be learning how to create different pottery. Yeah. It's kind of um, in the beginning, you have like the beginning ceramics. So for non-majors who've never thrown on a wheel before, they kind of take it, learn how to center, learn how to pull and shape and form and kind of different vessels that you do. And as you get 
up in you know the classes you start getting more independent and doing what you want like I just had a class last semester and our only criteria that we had to meet was it had to be four feet tall so you the could do cer- the ceramic the ceramic piece yeah so you could do multiple pieces and stack them or you could do one large piece and it was really fun so I played around with it and I actually did like a I don't know how to really describe it. It was it was more of a sculpture, and it was a multiple piece sculpture, and it had it was out of antlers. Actually, oh, I, yeah, I actually yeah, you I saw, saw that one, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was all like multicolored, so like antlers that were stacked, and it was really cool because you can play around with it however you want, display it. Like I could have hung them up from the ceiling, and that could have been four feet tall if I had them all off the ground at four feet, you mm-hmm. know. So it was pretty cool. That is cool. Did you guys have to take art history? Yes, to get your minor, you do have to take one art the, history class. I took that. What is it? 101 or 102. 101 or something like that. Yeah, it was like from like cave paintings to cathedrals and mm-hmm. then cathedrals to modern time. Oh, that, honestly, that might have been one of my hardest classes I took in. College. I struggled. I, I honestly struggled. I, I took it freshman year, my first semester, because I thought it was just going to be a breeze. Right. And I was wrong. No, you have to study <laughs> so wrong. much. Like, I was in the library all the time studying like i was just so stressed and i couldn't handle it and like the the names are difficult and the the, the, the pictures paint, all look the, picture, the same yeah. and you're just like i don't know what's going on and and i noticed that i would there would be some meeting that i didn't even see right and you're like where did you pull that one out of like there's <clears> no way like what like, like i remember i was sitting in class one day and she was talking about all these different things in the painting the, the different strokes and the, the different colors and you're just like uh, I just thought what? it was like a painting of just like a nature. Yeah, you're like, oh, those are some nice trees. Like, thanks. And it's like, no, there's so much behind it. And you're like, oh my god. Like, sometimes art like bothers me because it's like people look at it so deep and like, why can't it just be what it is? You know? Yeah, I, I think with art, everyone's supposed to look at it in a certain way and yeah. kind of take it how they're supposed to. Yeah. But sometimes people, if you don't see it the way they see it, mm-hmm. they aren't happy. True, true. That's like a hard thing. Okay. So I'm taking the sculpting class right now. Not, we're like sculpting foam or something right now. And it's just not my thing. I like clay is my medium to use and everything. Um, So I'm out of my comfort zone a lot. And usually when you take art classes, they look at like what you've done before, like what you can do if you've worked with this medium before. And they put that into your grade. Like, oh, if you did the work, you got it done. Like, good job, get an A. No, I put in a freaking crap ton of work. Yeah, like this, we just had to turn a project in like this this week, and I put in all this work. And in the beginning, this our teacher made me do like so we had to carve this knot. So he made me do this really intricate, like intense knot to do, and I'm the only one that had to do one really freaking hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And everyone else around me has like three loops, and that's it. And I have at least twenty like wrapped up in my thing. And he made me do that, and I carved it the best I could, and I couldn't smooth it anymore. And he gave me a 75 after telling me, oh, my God, you did such a good job. Like, I think you did a good job trying to get this where you are. Like, you've never done this before. And Mm -hmm. he gave me a 75. And I'm like, you're the one who told me it was good. Like, yeah, it was hard, but, like. (sighs) It's just art. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, But, like, he graded it the way he thought it was, you know. Yeah, and I feel like that would be a challenge with the art. Yeah. With, like, art minor. It is. It is. Like, do you, do you get a chance to kind of say, say they grade a certain way, kind of rebuttal it in a way? 
You could, but it's not going to change their opinion, you know, like that's the thing. And it's hard, too, because when you take the lower level art classes like I am right now, save it all for senior year, woo, Um, you have grad students teaching you. And they've never taught before, so a lot of them, it's their first year teaching. So they don't know what they're doing, so they're going to grade you hard like their professors graded them last semester when they were seniors in college and, you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry, most of us aren't majors. Like, we don't know what we're doing. You need to grade us a lot yeah. more lenient. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I have I've, yeah, I feel that. Okay, so let's shift again. You currently have an internship slash class type yeah. thing going on called Yacht. Yes. And yes. that is kind of through run. the J school. Yes, so it is. I'm actually getting credit for it right now, but I can still put it on my resume as an internship because we are a student-run advertising agency so we actually do all the work that the advertising agency does but i don't get paid i just get school credit is, is that that's here that is here yeah so down in the hay market kind of in a building by uh scooters like across okay. from the mill yeah and, and what all do you guys do uh we do full-on campaigns so uh one of the pro- i'm an account um executive for yacht right now so i kind of look over um, the projects that we're doing. I have a team that does work for me. So I have a digital person, I have a video person, I have a social media person, I have a copyright person all under my team doing work for me. And I'm the main contact to our client. So one of my clients is the vice chancellor of education, I believe. So she is hiring us to do a campaign for first year students. Hmm. And she wants us to do a bunch of graphics for them and digital signage, videos, and everything for, like, the orientation for the students coming in next next year. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So is, is it a lot of stuff with UNL mostly, or do you kind of go out in the community as well? We do go out in the community as well. So it's probably 50-50, 50-50, like, in-house work and 50-50 out, out of the housework. Um, a few of our clients are, like, the Confucius Institute, um, we have um, an art, an art gallery, I believe, over towards Omaha. We have a few, uh, what is it, money lenders that we're working with, and we just got, we're getting new people coming in all the time asking us to do work for them because we are a lot cheaper than people because we are students. Yeah, you know, but we kind of have a wide range of people. Yeah, and and how do you how do you you just hear about this class and you kind of took it or? Uh, you actually have to apply and get accepted into it. So it is like applying to get an internship just in general and you have to go through an interview process and really figure out if it fits you. So it's my capstone as well. Okay. Capstone so like this credit. is my capstone. You're, yeah. This is like what you're doing for your capstone. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing for my, yeah, exactly. And like I get all my credits and stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's actually really cool. I, I like that. You could throw in your resume as well right? while earning credit, yeah, like, and it's a really good learning opportunity probably. Oh, definitely. Actually getting out there and doing it, and you learn the positions of an advertising agency, and you're like, oh, like, does this fit me well? Like, Do I like being an account executive, or would I like to run social media instead? Like, I can go, and I can work with everyone who does social media and figure out if I like what they're doing. Yeah. So. That's a, I mean, that's a great option for ad- advertising mm-hmm. and PR. Definitely. Everyone apply applications are uh, due in two days is it a full year thing or just half you can do it for a full year okay. it's your choice if you apply in the fall and you do it you can get carried on and you can start doing leaderships then you like look over all the account executives and just help out and since it's a capstone it's probably senior only 
No, actually, you can do it as a sophomore or a junior. You just have to apply. Oh, so you can just keep building it up. You can just keep building it up and do it like every year, and it's just kind of like an outside thing that you do and everything. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a great thing to be a part of. Join Yacht, guys. Let's uh, let's talk about your emphasis on Native American studies. Okay. And kind of what that is and what all that entails. Yes. Okay. So the reason I have an emphasis on Native American studies kind of out of nowhere because I have nothing related to that. I have dyslexia and I am exempt from taking a language like most everyone does in college. You have to take like two years of language or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to do that because it's really hard for me to learn. So I have to do an emphasis on a culture. And I chose Native American studies because I came from Michigan and we don't have we don't interact with a lot of like Native Americans over there. But when I came out here, it was like a huge part of the culture out here. And yeah, definitely. You know, it's something I hadn't really experienced a lot of. Like I obviously have heard of them and I know everything. I know the history and whatnot, but I didn't really get to go in depth with learning about their history and meeting them and learning about the struggles that they go through today and everything. So it was just really cool to learn. I had an interest in it and. Uh, one of my teachers that I took my first Native American class with, I think, was uh, Smith. Her last name is Smith, and she was just awesome. So she kind of just, like, got me into everything else, and I got into all of her classes. Oh, um, so here at the J School, I know if you take, like, French or Spanish, mm-hmm. you have to take four semesters. I took German, so I only had to take two. Oh, nice. Do you only have to take two classes for this, or do you have to I take a lot I think I had to take six classes, I believe. So it's it's just like a minor, practically. Yeah, practically a minor. Like, I think if I took one more class, I would have a minor, but it just didn't fit in my schedule to get the minor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That is really interesting. It was interesting. It was just really cool. Like, I don't know a lot about it, and learning about it, and meeting all the Native American kids that go to school here, and hearing, like, their rallies, and what's going on with their family, and the struggles they have every day. Like, it was really cool. And, like, reservations. We don't have reservations in Michigan. And just the concept of mm. them having their own laws and, like, all this stuff on in their land in America, in these states, like, it just is crazy to me. Where it's, like it's like a different country. Basically. Inside of country. Yeah, basically. Well, before we end up here, um, what does your future entail with ADPR? Well, my hopes and dreams are to get a job out of college. But we can't promise yeah. that. <laughs> um, I would love to work for an advertising agency like I'm doing right now. It's fun. It's an upbeat place. You're always doing something. You're trying to bring clients in 24-7. So that would be fun and exciting. But if I could have any job right now, I would love to do PR for a beer company. Or, yeah, right? Right? Yeah, definitely. I could... I would love to do that. So. Right. So I'm applying to a bunch of like smaller breweries in Michigan, like Bell's Brewing Company, if you guys have heard of them. Good beer. Good beer. Great beer. So like Oberon, oh, Two-Hearted Ale. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'm looking into doing a bunch of stuff for them. Um, so I've been applying to that. Or <clears throat> I looked into outdoors, like hunting and Cabela's advertisement and stuff. So really... I just want a job, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you'll find something. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Thanks again. Thanks again for coming on the show. It's yeah. awesome having you here. Thanks for having me, Andrew. And you guys are listening to The Andrew Skiles Show. Have a good one.